Hello everyone, I'm T.D. Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight. And we're so glad to have you tuned in to today's program, regardless of how you're listening, by way of radio or social media, on our podcast, however it might be. We're so glad to have you a part of the Pathlight family and hope you'll stay tuned for today's entire program. We'll be getting around to a special message from the Word of God in just a few moments entitled, Because He is God. Because He is God. You know, that answers a whole lot of questions we might have today. Why does this happen? Why does that happen? Why why does God allow this? Why does God allow that? Well, uh, maybe the simple answer is because He's God. Because He's God, He can do things as He wills. He is sovereign. He is uh, in His providence. He can do whatever He chooses, but whatever He chooses to do is right. It is good. It is pure. It is wholesome. And it is holy because He is God. Let me mention something to you very quickly before today's message and before our musical selection today. Christian Bible College. I want to mention Christian Bible College to you for just a moment today for this simple reason. If you're interested in continuing or perhaps beginning your theological knowledge of the Word of God, uh, maybe you're a lay person in the church and you say, I would like to know more about the Word of God. Christian Bible College may be exactly what you need. Or perhaps it could be that you are a pastor or a Christian school teacher or an evangelist and you say, you know, I'd really like to get my degree. I believe it would help me to get an associate's degree or a uh, bachelor's or master's or even a PhD level degree. We can help you with Christian Bible College. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. Check it out online, christianbiblecollege.org. That's the website, christianbiblecollege.org. Or you can call. There's a telephone number there that you can call, and someone will be more than happy to help you and do whatever they can to help you begin or extend your Christian education, your theological education. You know, many of our Christian schools now are requiring degrees, and you can get an education degree right through Christian Bible College. This is a home correspondence course. You can study at home at your own your own pace, at your own level, and uh, I just encourage you to check into it if you would like to. Again, that uh, website address is christianbiblecollege.org. O-R-G. Right now, just before the message, I have a musical selection coming your way. There is peace and contentment in the Father's house today. Lots of food on His table and no There is singing and laughter as the hours pass by, but a hush calms the singing as the Father sadly cries. It seems my 
Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of uh, a Pathlight. We appreciate you being with us so much, so much today. In a moment, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter number 11. But today, the title of my message is Because He is God. Because He is God. You know, we've been uh, reminded recently that humans now have the power to destroy the world. We can destroy mankind, and we've been reminded of that. We're threatened by the nuclear storehouses in Russia, and of course, because of that, we've backed down many times from the Russians. We're threatened by China, unsure of what China is going to do. We we talk kind of big sometimes, but I know we're concerned about it. And of course, so we're concerned about our own nuclear storehouse. It was, uh, certainly, we, man is never 
invented or developed a weapon that he's not used. And of course, so that concerns us a bit. And then there are rogue nations around the world that are now gaining access to nuclear weapons. And we are certainly concerned concerned about, about that. The nuclear arsenals of the world's power, we are told, could easily destroy human civilization many times over. But it's not just that. We, it's now apparent that uh, man is also cultivating viruses and diseases and infirmities that could easily get out of control, just like perhaps has already happened with the COVID uh, situation. And, and these diseases could easily wipe out civilization as we know it. I don't know a great deal about this, but I had heard that COVID had a mortality rate of less than 1%. I understand the influenza epidemic back in uh, 1918 it was around 15 to 20 percent but i understand that these uh, scientists and others and lab technicians they're, they're working on things that have a 80 to 90 percent lethal rate mortality rate that if you get it there's a nine time uh, nine chance out of ten that you're that you're going to die and they're working on this kind of stuff not only that then we have the promoters of global warming And they're constantly giving us deadlines of our impending doom and destruction that, uh, you know, the polar ice caps are going to melt. We're all going to drown because the water levels are going to come up so much and we can't breathe the air and all this other stuff. The sun's going to be blocked out, Uh, you you know, and whether you believe any of this stuff or not is not the point. The, The point is it brings up an interesting question theologically to me, and that is, do human technologies threaten God's sovereign reign? God says that one day he's going to send judgment to this earth and destroy the world. But here's my question. What if we do it first? What if we wipe out the earth first? What if we wipe out mankind first? Sorry, God, I know you planned on doing this, but well, we kind of took care of it for you. And we wiped out mankind. We have destroyed the world with our nuclear power or with pestilence or disease, uh, whatever. We've taken care of it, God. And sorry, you didn't get around to doing it. I know that was your plan, but we've done it first. Well, I realize that sounds simple and 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 far-fetched for those of us who believe in the sovereignty of God. But it is interesting that some of the prophecies of Revelation, quite frankly, we might be able to pull off all on our own right now. So here again is the question, is God threatened over our abilities? Now, the easy answer is, of course, of course he's not. He, he's God. Of course he's not. But yet in Genesis chapter number 11, we are told that God came down and confounded man's common language into a bunch of different languages in order to thwart human progress. Now, it almost sounds, I said almost, it almost sounds like God, who is infinite, who is all-powerful, was threatened by the unity of finite and, and weak men. How could God ever be threatened by anything man could do? Uh, Even if the whole of humanity, picture for a moment, what if every man and woman and boy and girl on earth could could unify on some effort that they were going to do something and every person on earth agreed, here's what we're going to do. Would God be threatened over that endeavor that man has come up with? Would God be threatened over such works of man? Well, you say, of course not. But if he was concerned back then, 
how much more might he be concerned today with all of our technological advances far superior to anything they had back in Genesis. We're not talking about laying a few brick on top of each other and putting mortar on them and building a tower. That's not what we're talking about. No, not at all. We're talking about our capacity to destroy the world. Uh, let's gain some background from the story of Babel for just a moment. It's a really interesting story, and I know you're familiar with it, but let's take a second look at it, and let's see if it might shine just a little bit of light on our question today. The question, again, is God threatened by our ability, by our technologies? Now, if you remember, the whole earth back then had one language. They all spoke the same words. They could communicate very easily and very clearly one with another. As the people migrated from the east, they found a plain, uh, a plain in the land of Shinar, that, and they settled there. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 11, I'm looking in verses 3 through 5, And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. Let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. Now the, verse 5, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Again, that's Genesis chapter 11, verses 3 through 5. Now, to me, there's a bit of humor in that verse, in those verses, just a bit of humor, a bit of irony. We believe, and here's some theological terms that I'm sure you probably heard. God is omniscient. God knows everything. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. God is sovereign, all right? But yet this tall tower that's supposedly going to reach into heaven can't even be seen by God in heaven. Now, now here again, I know God sees everything. Don't misunderstand me. But God says, I need to go down there and see it. I, I can picture hypothetically an angel saying, have you, uh, have you seen that tower that they're building? That they're saying it's going to reach into heaven. And God looks over the portals of heaven and says, I can't see it. They said, well, it's, it's right down there on the plane. God says, I, I guess I'll just have to go down there. I can't see it from here. So, so this great, great manifestation of human ingenuity. God looks at it and says, I don't even see the dumb thing. Uh, you know, so God's not threatened by it. God's not threatened by it. In verse six, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, God says, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. The Bible says in verse 8, of the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, that means confusion, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. That's Genesis 11, now verses 6 through 9. Now, again, the question does this mean that God was threatened by these humans, well, just getting a little bit too smart, getting out of hand? And if so, is God threatened even today by the far superior technologies that we have, far more superior than burning bricks and, and stashing them together with some slime? Does this mean that residing deep within human nature, deep within me, deep within you, does this mean that deep within us, there are abilities that if God left them unchecked, would frustrate God's purposes and threaten his very sovereignty? Do we have that kind of power? 
Well, let me share a couple of points. First off, observe the text seems to be indicating that this effort on man's part to build a tower with his top in the heavens was, well, ridiculously stupid just like many of our noble plans today. We've got all kinds of plans today. Every time you hear the news, Congress or someone's coming up with this new plan and we're all looking at it, anyone with common sense looks at it and says, that's just plain dumb. That's just plain stupid. It's not going to work. God had to, so to speak, come down in order to see it. All right. I think the point of the text is that man's effort to compete with God are pathetically weak, futile, and basically they, they don't even hit the scale, all right? So even if God doesn't intervene the way he did by, in this particular case, confusing the language, the human race, even at its best, is never going to get the upper hand over its creator. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, all of our stuff is just, is just uh, minuscule compared to him. And certainly we're not going to get an upper hand over God by building our way into God's throne by any technology whatsoever. But I also want you to consider something else today in our study, and it's this. God is God. You say, well, that's about the silliest statement I've ever heard. Of course, of course, God is God. But, but let, let, me, let me put it another way. Let, let, let me put it another way. Would God be threatened by man's abilities if God were not God? Okay, I said a little a little while ago, God is is omniscient. He's omnipresent. God God is is, is omnipotent. Uh, if God were not all those things, God is sovereign. He's all powerful. If God were not all these things, would He then be threatened by man's abilities? If God were not God, would God be threatened by man's actions? If God were no more well, no more powerful than you and I. Or if he were no more powerful than even the strongest man on earth, whoever that might be, the strongest man on earth. If God were no stronger than he, if God were no smarter than the smartest man on earth, would God then be threatened? Or what if he could not sovereignly counter man's actions any time and in any way and any place he wanted to? Well, I think, and here again, this is just, this is just me thinking, I think the answer might be Yes. I think the answer might be yes. If God were another creature, just like you and I, rather than being the all-glorious, all-powerful God, he, yeah, he might be threatened. If God were any less than what he is, the sovereign God, yes, he might be threatened. But, but, but here's the kinker. He is God. And because he is God, he can very calmly and completely put man in his place Anytime he wants to. God's not pacing around heaven, biting his nails right now, worried about th things that's going on. Worried about what in the world am I going to do? How am I going to handle this man's getting powerful? He's got all these bombs down that can destroy the world. He can release viruses and diseases that can kill millions of people. Oh man, what are we going to do? God's not threatened over any of that. I'll tell you, he's not threatened over any of that. God loves his children. He hates for us to have to go through this kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm telling you, God himself is not threatened. His plan is not threatened. The end of the ages is, is going to see God's plan come into total fruition, just as he's ordained from the very foundation of the world. God is not threatened by any of man's ingenuity. 
any of man's capacities and capabilities because he can and does on many occasions frustrate all of them and he can do it anytime and in any way he pleases, which is exactly what he did in Genesis chapter number 11. And that time he confused the language, no small accomplishment if you stop and think about it. In other words, the point of the story that we read in Genesis chapter number 11 is precisely that God cannot be threatened by man's designs or actions because, because well, you can think of a hundred reasons, but I'll just give you one, because God is God. God is sovereign over all man's designs and actions, so if man begins to achieve things that God does not want him to achieve, God simply stops it, stops it. God takes the initiative. He takes the steps necessary to frustrate the designs of man that might run contrary to the plans of God. That's the point. These people, our forefathers, their own babble, were taking steps to do things that were highly damaging to the human soul, highly damaging to God's plan for the earth, highly dishonoring to the Lord, so God just stopped them. <laughs> and it didn't take him working up a sweat or pacing the floors of heaven at all to do it. He just did it. Now, he could have stopped them in a hundred different ways. They could have all gotten sick. I suppose that would have worked. They could have had opposition. They could have been uh, distrife and discord could have risen among the, among the, uh, the folks. Uh, he had a hundred ways he could have stopped them. Every, every time they stacked one brick upon the other, all God had to do was, was push it over. And said, you know, every time you get this thing 10 foot tall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it over. He could have done that. Could have sent a strong wind. He could have let them, got the thing up maybe 20, 30, 40 feet high. He could have blown the thing over, sent an earthquake, swallowed the thing up. But he chose to do it by what we might call a non-lethal way, by confusing their language. God's not threatened because all of our, even our most advanced technology is simple child's play as far as God is concerned. Our most advanced physics and artificial intelligence is nothing for God. You take it, if man could write a book, if man could write a book that contained the entirety of human knowledge and wisdom and accomplishment, and it's all in this one book. It's all in this one book. And here again, I picture hypothetically, an angel comes before the Lord and says, Lord, I've got a book here. And in this book is all of man's wisdom, all of man's knowledge, all of man's accomplishment. And it's written here in this book. What, what would you like me to do with this book? Would you like me to put it in the library? What, what would you, what you want me to do? And God may say, yeah, you can, you can put that in the library. It'll be fine. It'll be good for reference. It'll be good to refer back to for man. Well, what section should we put it in? I think God would say put it in the preschool section over there somewhere. And I'm not even sure it would merit a place there. That's what Psalm 33.10 says. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. That would apply to all science, all business, all education, all technology, all industry, all, all military. The Lord brings the counsel of man to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the people. He frustrates their use of their inventions and their discoveries. God can control it all. Man's crowning achievement of that day was a tower that they had surmised might reach into heaven. But God looked down and said, it is 
nothing. And God can frustrate any pathetic human plan he pleases at any time he chooses. Now, we know that God has chosen not to be in absolute and total control of everything that happens. We know that. God is sovereign. God is paramount and supreme in the universe. Yet, yet we should understand that there are other forces at work on earth today that God has allowed. And God has chosen not to control certain things today. It's not that he can't. He's chosen not to. For example, we have the free will of man. It's not God's will that any should perish, but we know many will perish because God has chosen to give man the ability to choose life or death. Man has a free will. You can choose today. God's not going to send you to heaven against your wishes. We also have the forces of the devil at work. Man who was created as the God, little g, of this world, chose to give that authority to Satan, and God has chosen to honor that agreement. He said, okay, Adam, you had the authority to give the title deed to the earth to the devil, and that's what you did, so I will honor that. So now, not man, but the devil is the God, little g, of this world. But yet, here's something I want you to understand. None of that takes away any glory from God. Quite the contrary, if you stop and think about it. Listen, the fact that God will stand ultimately and he will still ultimately accomplish his purposes, which he planned before the foundation of the world, even without being in total control of everyone and everything, even with great forces working against him, reveals to me God to be even more wise and powerful and glorious than perhaps we might have first thought. Now think about that. Even with all the adversity working against God and what we look at as one setback after another, God's plan is still going to unfold exactly the way he wants it to do. Even with what we look at as detour after detour, pause after pause, enemy after enemy trying to thwart the will of God, and yet at the end, the plan that he, that he ordained from the foundation of the world is going to totally come to pass. That to me means God is indeed great. The Tower of Babel was man's pinnacle of achievement back then. What might that be today? What examples of good or evil might we place on display as man's greatest accomplishment and power and knowledge? What might it be today that man would put on display and say, look what we've done. Here, angels. Here, God. Look what we can do. Well, I'm just letting you know today. God's not threatened. It will not frustrate his plans. Why? Well, I suppose there are many reasons I could give you, but I'll just give you a simple one. Because he's God. That's why. And because he's God, the plans of man will not frustrate his designs. And with that, I want to thank you for tuning in to our broadcast today on Pathlight. If these programs are a blessing to you, we would enjoy hearing from you. I mentioned at the beginning of today's program... Christian Bible College. If you're interested in beginning or continuing your Bible college experience, I want you to check out Christian Bible College. Again, that's christianbiblecollege.org. That's the website address. You can check it out there. Won't you do that? Won't you do that? You can call if you'd like. There's a phone number there you can call. They'll give you full information on how easy it would be for you to get your Bible college degree, your bachelor's degree, your associate's degree, maybe your master's or even PhD level from the from the comfort of your own home, Christian Bible College. Till next time, this is T.D. Worthington saying, may God richly bless you as my prayer. You have a wonderful, blessed, and safe week. 
as you walk with our Lord. 